Tonight, we press play on the last seven days and unpack the week from the cheap seats with your hosts, Melody Bracewell and Tim McDonald. Thank you for joining us in the cheap seat. Packed show tonight. We've got Mel Tresina, Titus O'Reilly and Logie's voiceover superstar, Tony Martin, joins us. Well, we have to talk about the big event this week, television's Night of Nights, and no one captured the magic better than Peter Stefanovic. Australia's brightest TV stars sparkled, have sparkled, on the Gold Coast for the 62, the 62nd TV week. I know I wasn't even there last night. <laughs> Okay, whoever was on auto queue was. Um... And it just makes less sense than Carl, which is a fair effort. Well done, Pete. <laughs> Can we get just a clearer explanation from Tash Exelby? The best, most popular shows and people on Australian television have been celebrated on the Gold Coast at the 62-second 62 62 second <laughs> TV Week Logie Awards. She got it on her three-third try. Okay, well, done. well done. Well, it was a night everyone was looking forward to. Uh, who are you taking to the Logies? Uh, I'm not taking anybody. My wife, I think, would uh, rather, I don't know, clean up a latrine than go to the lake. <laughs> I'm not sure. It feels weird to go, my wife wants to clean the toilets. <laughs> I remember her on the red carpet. Her rubber gloves were Colette Dinnigan, so she had a wonderful outfit. I was a little concerned for Gold Logie nominee Sonia Kruger. I wish I remembered that night, but I was high as a kite on painkillers. <laughs> For many stars, it was a chance to show how far they've come. Boyana Novakovic had a message to her high school bullies. Yeah, Rachel and Claire, what are you guys doing now? You nominated for a Logie for most popular. <laughs> well, she didn't win. <laughs> well, she didn't win. Uh... Rachel and Claire were cleaning toilets. So, well done. All the biggest stars touched down on the Gold Coast. Many touching down at Gold Coast Airport this morning. I'm here. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like I probably don't need this jacket, but uh, it's so nice here. <laughs> She just stopped me as I was like leaving the airport and I, I was so thrown I just got I just went into punishing weather chat. I don't know. <laughs> I panicked. In fairness, you were high on painkillers. So yeah, in your defense. Can we just go back to that? Because one part of that shot caught my eye. I love how you've asked a pregnant woman to carry your luggage. <laughs> what are you doing? In my defence, only six months. Um... <laughs> but Mel, you were front and centre on the red carpet. and centre. I felt so awkward. I was trying to do the Sophie Monk slipstream yes. where you kind of avoid media by just, you know, following behind her. But then yes. I was just in the background of all of her shots going, hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, even when I was getting interviewed, they didn't mention me. It is a huge night for our next guests who are both nominated for gold at the Logies tonight. Please welcome Julia Morris and Melissa Leon. <laughs> Channel 10 recognise you. It's, look, um, I'm very small. It's very hard to miss me. Uh, you were then inducted into the Hall of Anonymity. So well done. <laughs> well done, Mel. Well, I felt this commentary on the red carpet was a little cruel. Then your look at the Logie-worthy frocks and greater shocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the 
shock was the invite. Um, <laughs> we made it. We've done was, the red carpet. We had a lot of fun on the red carpet. It was. It was quite. It was quite scary because I was. I was walking down the red carpet and people were going Mel, 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 and I was like, Wow, I've got some fans. Look behind me. It was Mel B. All right. Um, <laughs> from the Spice Girls. We didn't have a great weekend, but we made it. We'd done the red carpet. We sat down at our tables for the big night. We even featured during the show. Maybe not the best timing. Shout out in the room if you've been cancelled. There you go. Cancel's not that bad here in the room. Here. What? What? We found out no season three. Okay, so. right. <laughs> well, Mel, we may not have picked up a Logie, but some exciting news for us at the Cheap Seats this week. The minimum wage has been increased. <laughs> That's the crew applauding. Um, um, businesses across the country, Mel, they're doing it tough. They're finding it hard to attract new workers. Some are offering some pretty amazing perks. Not sure about this last one, though. 12 weeks holiday, cash bonuses to sign on, healthcare, choose your own hours, and much more. Plus, meet the Colossus of Bogo <laughs> <laughs> Not sure about that last one. <laughs> Living crisis continues, and across the country, supermarket shelves are looking bare. Supermarket shelves bare again. What's behind the shortage of tissues? Tim? <laughs> well, my, my wife was in the latrine. And so, no, I've, I've, moving on. Well, shoppers are raiding the shelves of supermarkets, pharmacies, even the homes of experts. Stretching supply for crucial medical supplies. We started to see a, a bit of an uplift. <laughs> Many are taking up growing their own veggies for one reason. Awkward banter. You know another good reason to start a veggie garden? Just cos. Oh, cos lettuce. I see what mm. you did there. Yes, well done. Dang it. The fact that it had to be explained. Yeah. Dad joke. Yeah, <laughs> <it>. <laughs> okay, let's get into the sport. <laughs> let's, let's get into the sport. It's not just food prices surging, Mel. People are also feeling the pain at the pumps. This is South Australia's new record high for unleaded, $2.29.9 a litre, smashing our previous peak of $2.24.9. Um, politely, f***ing ridiculous. Perhaps not polite, but neither are these prices. Mel, the main cost of living pressure this week were power prices. Average bills for concession card holders rising by $143. Might be because you've got 97 plugs in. <laughs> With power prices so expensive, officials have had to step in. The energy regulator flicked the biggest switch he has. <laughs> <laughs> He's just got huge fingers. <laughs> the threat of blackouts dominated discussion this week. So the PM went on sunrise to assure voters the power won't go out. What do we do now uh, in the future? Uh, are you going to um, give people rebates? Sorry, Nap, my audio has gone. Oh, has it? Um, we'll just see if our audio director can sort that out. Can you hear me, Prime Minister? We'll just see if we can... I'm so sorry about this. I'll just see if we can get someone to... Hello? Flick. I don't know if we can do this. Can we go back to that shot of uh, Nat and uh, the Prime Minister? I was going to say, yeah. Someone in a pink jacket and a man struggling to talk. Yeah, I'm having flashbacks. <laughs> I am having flashbacks. 
Look, energy cost of living were among the big talking points in Anthony Albanese's first national cabinet. The PM was there, the premiers were there, but the focus was firmly on one man. It's about putting patients first. There's nothing that's more important than that. Thanks very much, guys. Thank you. So we just caught the end of that. That is the Victorian Premier. Daniel Andrews walking in. Uh, he was just talking about health, but uh, health being one of two big issues today. Getting some flashbacks of the red carpet. So. <laughs> so the camera had no trouble finding that guy, Mel, but it had a ton of trouble finding South Australian Premier Peter Malinowskis. Premier Malinowskis, if I could. Um, you became the first Australian Premier or Chief Minister to be sanctioned by Russia. What's your response okay, to that? Where is the and Premier? Is it him? President Let's zoom in a little. <laughs> yeah, I think we found him. Yes, we have found him. <laughs> Just check the name. Yeah, that is Peter. We found Peter. Well, I'm very grateful for the fact that... We found Peter. Well done. Western Australia Premier Mark McGowan was there talking about possible childcare reforms, an issue very close to his heart. Is that something that you're going to consider? Uh, sorry, I got distracted. Uh, kindergarten hours. Oh, that thing. Um... <laughs> well, that thing. He was distracted. He'd locked his kids in the car, so he was distracted. <laughs> Look, times are tight and every dollar counts. So one UK show spoke to an expert on making a couple of extra bucks. Do you remember the woman we interviewed who sold her farts in jars? <laughs> yeah. Well, now she's got a new way of earning money. She's making thousands from selling her boob sweat. <laughs> Unfortunately, two twenty-nine a litre, so it's <laughs> politely fucking ridiculous. And I, I presume the link's in your bio? <laughs> to replace the Logie's vote link with something. Um, this week on Sunrise, Koshi took the chance to speak to a finance expert whilst playing musical statues. Do you think the Reserve Bank will, will do more quicker? <laughs> they are as shocked as the Bank of England, the ECB, the, uh, the, the Fed. This inflation, remember these are people. <laughs> got to put a coin in the little hat in front of him. All right, okay. Well, that is Richard Quest on the right, Mel. He brings a great balance of expert advice and amateur theatre. Remember, these are people who, for the last 30 years, have said, we have conquered inflation. Now they're saying, -ling 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 -ling, emergency, inflation. <laughs> I think he was on Sonia's painkillers. <laughs> a one-man show for a one-man audience. Uh, well, we could get the insights of Sky's Andrew Bolt, but he's heading off on holiday and he sounds pretty busy. Thank you very much. That's it for me tonight. In fact, that's it for me for three weeks. I'm going to spend some family time. First job is to hang up a picture. Up next is Paul Murray Lyon. Just got to ask the landlord and we're ready to go. Actually, do we know what picture? Yes, that's the one right there. We've got to take a break. There's more in the team seats. Right after this. Now, coming back from a break, Mel, no one does it better or more professionally than the BBC. That's my friend. <laughs> well, hello, this is BBC News. Those were divorce papers. Oh, right, OK. <laughs> well, Mel, there's a lot of big news flying around the world in Australia, New Zealand, the US, the UK. Where do we start? Let's go to Sweden. Malmo is a Swedish coastal city trying to encourage people to throw their rubbish away using a dirty talking bin. 
my nickname in high school. So. <laughs> the bins talk to people who discard their rubbish. Here, she's thanking someone. <laughs> and all in a sexy voice. <laughs> Tissues. <laughs> it, it, it only accepts hard plastics, so you do, you do have to be careful. Well, what else does the bin say? The programmed female voice makes suggestive remarks, asking for a little more next time, and come back soon to do that again. <laughs> Sounds like my texts. <laughs> it's even opened an OnlyCans account. So. <laughs> And the Logie goes to... <laughs> well, the reporter was feeling a little let down at the end of the piece. Some of us females are just waiting for the male version to be out on our streets sometime soon. <laughs> the male version gets sleepy after the first bit of rubbish. <laughs> well, Mel, we've covered bins. What else has been making news? Well, the best pie in the world has... Country, rather. Not the world. <laughs> okay, this was a national pie competition, the 62-second pie competition. Yes, the pie was a huge hit. So what do people think of this year's winner, which costs $7.90? What do you think of the pie? Well, I'm back. A meat-free pie winning a pie competition. What are your thoughts on that? How about that? Yeah, good stuff, isn't it? My husband wants a chunky beef, so I won't be getting one today. <laughs> Not even the most popular pie in her house. So. <laughs> Actually, just on that clip, I think we found the voice for the male bin. How about that? Yeah, good stuff, isn't it? <laughs> good stuff. How about that? Emergency services have been under the pump this week and have revealed social bluff. How funny is it that emergency I'm services so are under the pump? I'm laughing about the bins. Um, emergency <laughs> services have been under the pump this week and have revealed some of the calls they've received. To the downright stupid. I received a call for someone who needed their air conditioning turned on. She failed to mention that it was because her house was on fire. No. But, um... I, mean, I mean, Mark Taylor's really struggling with that food <laughs> so, um... it, it does get worse. From the weird and wacky. I received a call from a lady whose dress made her legs itchy and they wouldn't stop itching. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. It was weird, so... Some problems, though, were more common. In the past year, New South Wales paramedics attended 275,000 jobs in which the patient didn't need to be taken to hospital. This includes... 844 calls for constipation. It was a, a massive, caused a massive backlog. Um, Guys, <laughs> they're clogging up the system. It yeah. is just. And poor Alf's wife, she should not have to clean up after that. <laughs> because there are genuine emergencies this week. Like this one involving President Joe Biden. Okay, the bike was fine. <laughs> we'll head into the UK now, Mel, and the BBC's Springwatch documentary that focuses on the mating life of owls and, weirdly, the presenter. Give us the nightjar. Yes! Oh, my goodness me. Look at that. I'm pleased to say you can't see me stroking my thighs furiously in quite an ornithologically perverse way, but that is a super sexy bird. Look at the vermicular plumage. He said, look at the nightjar, and everyone else is like, look at the HR. <laughs> 
Speaking of getting way too excited, the V8 supercar is headed to Darwin this week and Sunrise's Mark Beretta couldn't contain himself. See all three races right across this weekend, the Triple Crown Darwin here on 7. Oh, oh, bring it on. <laughs> he didn't stop there. Of the Darwin Triple Crown right here on 7 over the weekend. Oh, oh isn't that great? Are you up Yeah. <laughs> He was stroking his thigh. Yeah, it was it too much. Bit. Too much. Look, with a lot of negative news all over the world, no one lifts the mood like Nat and Koshy from Sunrise. For later on, we're expecting with this wet season that we might have much higher outdoor pollen loads later on in spring. Oh. Okay, okay. so Could winter's bad and spring's going to be worse. worse. That's for the great news, Janet. <laughs> Wait till they hear about the tissue shortage. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> well, it's tough for them to be happy, Mel, because their weather reporter, Sam Mack, is lost at sea. Marathon. Yeah. As part of the uh, program. Um, we're getting a great vantage point at the back of your head at the moment because we haven't really orchestrated the steering of the vehicle yet. I don't know if that's me to blame or, or it's a team effort. How do we uh, how do we turn this thing around? No idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, now it's time to take a trip. It's been a week of wild weather on the water in New Zealand and this local captured it perfectly. And the angry sea burst right into Cobden. Oh, where's my bike? Oh no! I'm stuck in it! Bugger! <laughs> and that was Joe Biden, so it didn't, it didn't end well. Well, Mel, there's a lot of news happening around the world, not just in New Zealand, but in the Netherlands as well. So I think we should take a trip. Across the Dutch. Now, I'm starting to understand why we didn't win that Logie. This week in the Netherlands was the annual Herring Festival, where thousands of Dutch people come together to eat raw fish. It sounds disgusting in English, but beautiful in Dutch. After a break of three years, the Dutch festival of Flachetestag has been taking place in Scheveningen. It's called that because that's the noise you make when you eat raw fish. <laughs> And that was <laughs> Across the Dutch. Time for a break and a rethink. Back with the world in places right after this. Welcome back in a week full of showbiz news. Would you please welcome to the desk the Cheap Seat's very own cultural correspondent from Nova FM. It's Mel Trusina. <laughs> Lovely to see you, Mel. Tough act to follow across the Dutch. But <laughs> it's been a massive week in the world of showbiz. What's caught your eye? Oh, my gosh. It's been huge. Obviously, the Logies on Sunday, which... I wasn't invited to, <laughs> but I did get access to the red carpet, had a chat to some stars. We'll get to that shortly. But before that, I mm. think it's much more important to talk about Love Island UK. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I was waiting for. Uh, it continues over on Nine now. And this week, new boy Jax entered the villa and Islander Ekansu was keen to get the lowdown. So tell me about you. Obviously 23, aren't I? You're 23? 23. You do not look 23. Mm. Yeah, you look 25. <laughs> <laughs> it's always guess lower, it's just the, the rule. He just had his 22 second birthday in fairness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wasting no time at all, Jax had a chat to Paige to find out what she's looking for in a man. What's personality wise, or what do you like? I go for like a guy that like treats a girl right, you know, like nice dates, like yeah. proper, can look like after me, that. sort of thing. Mm. <laughs> 
Good to see romance isn't dead. Very good. Uh, and in a twist, Jax was revealed as Gemma's ex-boyfriend, so one of the girls in the villa. While chatting to Paige, they shared a special moment as they reflected on their past relationships. I still need to chat to Jam. Yeah, definitely. See what she's saying. I still care for the girl. You have to still mm. care for the girl, wouldn't you? I mean, you probably still care for your ex, right? No. <laughs> I see she's been dating men. <laughs> uh, and if you're worried I'm going to discuss Love Island without mentioning Davide, then worry no more because <laughs> this week the Islanders played their contractually obliged game of Never Have I Ever and Davide quickly took over. Never have I ever had a threesome. Baby. Never have I ever fancied my partner's mom. Never have I ever done... DDSM. Never have I ever slept with a boyfriend or girlfriend of one of your mates. Never have I ever had a foursome. Never have I ever been food fetish. <laughs> well, I'm out. <laughs> Uh, well, to some sad news for this segment, with the Kardashians' final ep of the season dropping during the week, and in the final ep, the show's producers decided to go all in with the tension before this big reveal. Record the Christmas song of the century. Oh, <laughs> Different version of O oh, Come All You Faithful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, after a discussion with Chloe about her ongoing issue dealing with online trolls, Kim had this message for Chloe's haters. You know what? All of you trolls on the internet that make Chloe feel like the biggest piece of shit, I will find each and every one of you and not threaten you on TV, but I, it's wrong. Like, it's so wrong. Good to see that law degrees come in handy, Kim. <laughs> uh, and the best thing about the Kardashians is the access we get into their lives. Uh, but there is one person who might get a bit more access than others. Pete, come here, you have to meet Paxi. Paxi has worked with me as audio 14 years from Keeping Up With The Kardashians. She knows everything about me. <laughs> she's probably seen my vagina not more than you but she's but she's probably seen it <laughs> probably just looked it up online <laughs> they've all done it they've all done it ne never have I ever seen Kim Kardashian's <laughs> vagina <laughs> Uh, and because I wasn't able to get into the Logie ceremony, I decided to watch the next best thing, Doghouse UK, a show that pairs rescue dogs with potential owners. The show is all about connection between dogs and humans, as explained by one of the shelter's employees. Hello. Hello. Running away from me. For some people, I think rejection from a dog is as bad as rejection from a person. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true, Tim? Is it? <laughs> uh, and the best part of the show is always when people find their dream dog and the dog chooses them as well. Oh, I want to get this one. No, I want to get this one. Get off my shoes. No, no, no. I think he's chosen you, Mimi. <laughs> Have they checked her here for bombs and drugs? 
Uh, there was one storyline this week that stood out after taking a bit of a dark turn. I moved back to New Zealand to nurse my mum who had terminal bowel cancer. I gave my mother all the morphine I had right at the end. And when she passed away, the hospice called the police. It was just devastating to find myself being arrested on a murder charge. <laughs> Never have I ever. <laughs> beautiful. She, she, she was paired with the police dog, so it was a, it was a beautiful, beautiful story. Okay, uh, the, the biggest showbiz news of the week is, of course, the Logies. And the one person more excited than me was the Today Show's Carl Stefanovic, who all week wanted to make everyone aware of what a big night he was going to have. There's an alcohol test here at Channel 9, God help us all, especially on a Logies morning. Um, if you know what I mean, big fella, going back a few years. So I'll come in after the day after the Logies. Yeah. Actually, I'll come in on the Friday Careful before the Logies. Careful what you yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Friday before. You don't want him the Monday after the Logies. Just so you guys know, I'll have an E-perb on Sunday night at the Logies. I saw Toadie at the Logies a couple of years ago, let me tell you. He did a Carl Stefanovic. I wish I could take a shirt off at the nightclub like that. Same. Without getting arrested. I'll try it at the Logies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now, as I mentioned before, I was sent down to get the lowdown on the Logies red carpet where I caught up with some of Australia's biggest stars. Hey, it's Mel Tresina, culture correspondent for the Chiefs. It's here at the red carpet for the Logies. Can you believe it? I've got a free trip to Queensland. <laughs> I'm actually not invited to the actual Logies. Do you reckon I could hide under it? I honestly think you could. Do you reckon you could help me get in? No. Do you reckon you could, like, sneak me a bread roll? Oh, that I could do. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right. How on earth did you get on the red carpet at the Logies? Have you seen the cheap seats? The what? Have you ladies heard of the cheap seats? The what? Heard of the cheap seats? I was axed from the pilot. We love you. Oh, my God, you know who I am. The Gold Coast weather's making me moist, but now I'm totally moist. <laughs> presenting tonight with Carl Stefanovic, so I'm excited. At least one of us will be sober. <laughs> Can I use you as a reference for when I go for another job? Fuck yeah. Listen, I'm loving the fact that you're eating on the red carpet. What flavour is it? Um, chocolate chip with something. I'm not allowed inside the actual logo. Oh, you know, we'll give you a pass. I'm getting a pass. There we go, you've got a pass. Look, I mean, we all knew it was going to happen. These Kiwis coming over here, taking our jobs. Stealing our jobs. Oh, no. I'm loving the hair today. Did Kim Kardashian inspire it? Have you ever seen my segment of the cheap seats? Yeah. If Tony wins, are you going to do a shoey to celebrate? I will get up and walk, I reckon. <laughs> You're the ones that slag me off all the time. I love it. Thank you for giving us topless content on the block. That's OK. Yeah, That's, yeah. That was our role. Great to see you. I'm a big fan. Are you actually? I have. We've been watching you. Oh, my God. That sounded creepy. Can you sign my arm? Is that too much to ask you? No, your pass is getting taken off. You're not allowed to get Tristina signing off on the red carpet for the Logies. Back to you, Tim. <laughs> well done. Well done, Mel. An amazing package. Just the behind the scenes, if you would indulge us. Yeah. Mel and I, we spoke to Sunrise. Oh, yes. Didn't make their show. <laughs> we spoke to the Today Show. Yes. Got cut. Studio yes. 10. Got cut. The one person we spoke to who we figured we might stay in their package. I was... <laughs> 
five-minute interview. Uh, been there for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, but didn't you see? I said I was talking to the stars. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, would you please thank Mel Tracina? <laughs> Can't you check in on the world of sport? Would you please welcome Mr. Titus O'Reilly? Lovely to see you. Lots happening in the world of sport. Where do we start? Well, let's start with golf because the US Open's been on and England's Matt Fitzpatrick, he's won it. And uh, here's some footage I think we actually have of him uh, winning it there. Now, it's great to see him win, but it's a reminder of just how fun golf can be. Have a look at this. Uphill second shot here at the 10th. That's uh, Grayson Murray, and here's him having just even more fun. Watch him having a putt here. Misses. Oh. <laughs> that's, oh. what, that's what Mel did with Tony Armstrong's Logie. <laughs> right, right away. No, you weren't bitter at all, were you? I wasn't. I, I, I hate this narrative. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was bitter for you. <laughs> just an outrage. Uh, I, on the record, I was happy. <laughs> no. No. Uh, well, Melbourne secured the F1 Grand Prix until 2035 and New South Wales Premier Dominic Perrottet was quick to congratulate them. It's going to be probably a disappointing event now for years to come uh, until, until it obviously comes uh, to its rightful place um, in Sydney and obviously the Formula One is a is a global event, and we're Australia's truly only global city. Oh. <laughs> uh, Venues New South Wales Chairman Tony Shepherd couldn't have agreed with the Premier more about Sydney being a global city. We need events in Sydney. We need major events in Sydney. Our city, the uh, city of Sydney, is dead. <laughs> you just can't have a ghost town with your heart. Because nobody wants to go to a ghost town. <laughs> Global ghost town. Yeah. So. He's been paid to sell Sydney, so I can see where their pitch sort of fell apart a little bit. Uh, the West Australian Premier's also responded to the news. There's nothing to do in Perth. <laughs> uh, now, our friends at Channel 10 News had some fun with the F1 this week. This hairy moment isn't worth repeating. So this groundhog gets our play of the day. This groundhog gets our play of the day. <laughs> See what they did there? Nice Thank you. They actually beat us for best comedy show at the Logies. Uh, Australian horse Nature Strip won the King's Standard Stakes at Royal Ascot at the weekend, although the race caller didn't quite get the name right. Twilight Calls coming home in third position, but it is the great Australian sprinter, Nature Stripe and James McDonald, and look how far they've won by. <laughs> it's Nature Strip, by the way. Yes. Nature Stripe is something you get from Brazilian Butterfly. <laughs> Here's what Australians thought of the crowd at Royal Ascot. I've been to Ladies Day, Oaks Day in the Melbourne Cup and this is a different calibre of people. <laughs> <laughs> sure is. It's called inbreeding. Uh, <laughs> despite the high calibre of the English, they seem to welcome Aussie owners of Nature Strip with open arms. Nature Strip, a ripper! I just love the disdain. Of the, oh, I really found out that someone threw up in that hat. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, to tennis and the Harley Open was held on the weekend, which led to Nick Kyrgios yelling at a ball kid. Why? Because he thought the kid didn't run properly. Here's the kid, runs across. 
Looks normal to me. Slight stumble. He's usually such a nice guy. <laughs> Top ten worst things he's done either. Uh, Kyrgios will go on to lose that match, and his opponent explained the psychology of winning such a tough game. I mean, as you've probably seen, I had absolutely no chance on the return. I was just uh, actually my, uh, you know, in the middle of second set, I was guessing all the time wrong. So I figured out I, another idea. I was looking at the shot clock, and if if the number was even I was going left, if the number was odd, I was, I was going right, so that was my tactics for the return. Very interesting. <laughs> I like how he looks like he's figured out the secret to life at the end of That's one of his tactics, wow. Uh, well, perhaps the most dangerous thing in tennis is the celebrating. Andrew Davidovich Fakina comes through a real battle with last year's... <laughs> On that note, would you please thank Titus O'Reilly! were on Sunday night, but the real star of the show wasn't on stage, wasn't on screen. He was in the voiceover booth and he's here on the desk tonight. Would you please welcome voiceover legend, Mr Tony Martin! Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Tony, thank you so much for joining us. We loved you on Sunday night. How was your Logies experience? Well, it was. It ended up very late because I found myself back at Raymar's hotel room. <laughs> there was a lot of Alf's flaming hot sauce going around. Oh, Let's no. just say that. You had to clean the latrines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Feel for his wife. <laughs> but you were you were in the voiceover booth. Where were you? Because we didn't see you at all. You were tucked uh, away somewhere. I'm, it's it's. Let's be honest. It's a massive super spreader event, and the place you want to be is isolated in a tiny booth. <laughs> Miles from anywhere. And we're so. not even talking COVID. It's other diseases, isn't it? <laughs> well, we loved, we loved your voiceovers and we've got some of your highlights. Up next, Tavish and Andy, Amanda Keller, Peter Dutton. Sorry, that's a typo. The upcoming dating and cooking show, The Bachelor Wants a Spatula. We'll be working on season two. Newsreader versus Predator. <laughs> What's he on about? <laughs> what was your highlight of the night like? Well, I I really thought that Sam Pang uh, stole the show, and I've I actually worked with Sam years ago on his very first show. I'm sure you've made jokes about it on this program, ADBC, which was a quiz show that went out I think at three o'clock on a Sunday afternoon on SBS two, <laughs> and we shot in a shed. Uh, I remember it was the only game show I've seen where the floor manager would go, "We've got a plane. We're going to have to stop for a couple of minutes." <laughs> And there was no audience and Sam was really down about it. And I actually said to him, no, I reckon you're keeping this thing on the rails. I reckon you'll be hosting the Logies in five years' time. And I've been saying that every year since. I reckon <laughs> if they bring back the, uh, the host, and obviously they don't need something to make it longer, but, um, <laughs> you know, I reckon Sam's the man for the job. Well, he, he stole the show and he stole Kitty Flanagan's award when he accepted on her behalf. They're all back there doing season two, so if you love the show, it's coming back again. On behalf of Kitty Flanagan, thank you very much. Thank you, Sam Payne, Australia's most popular actress. <laughs> Got it in one. Well, <laughs> What was your highlight? Any lowlights? Well, everyone has their favourites, but my... Uh, I was really hoping that Mr Inbetween was going to win. I don't know if people here know that show. It's a fantastic Australian drama, mm. but it's very low-key. 
And so it doesn't have the kind of clips that you need to win an acting award. Mm. And Richard Roxburgh is, of course, fantastic and deserved to win, but have we got a clip of uh, his performance? Between the two, you're going to tear this place apart. Both of us. You're just looking for somebody to blame. There's nobody to blame. You're going after Archie. I mean, he's a kid. I have to face the people. You screwed over. People are facing me. You had me stay for a vote when my mum was dying. I've got The newsreader's getting into it. They go with it. They do absolute shit. They don't mind because that's the job. That's the kind of clip you need. This isn't the cheap seats. These seats are expensive, you bloody mum. Sorry, Tony, we're sorry. You've got to have that. It's my favourite form of Aussie acting, and you... Of Mel, you probably have never seen Fire, one of Australia's finest dramas of no. the of the mid nineties. That was the best show for shouty Australian acting. I think we've got a clip here. I wanted the pumper washed. Is that a problem? <laughs> started it. I don't care who started it. That is bullshit. What she said. It might be bullshit, but some idiots are listening to it. Hey, hey, come, on, come on, come on, come on. Listen, the word is out. Roman Street had a girl with me in the pub last night and they all think it's a joke. I don't give a stuff what anyone else thinks. Say it's true. I am not the pyro! <laughs> what does it matter? What if one of us was gay? What if one of us had AIDS? Who's got AIDS? <laughs> Who's got AIDS? There's a line for your show reel. Next year's Hall of Fame is going to be interesting, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it certainly bloody is! <laughs> Well, Tony, the Logies went for over four hours. It's Not, still going. It's, is it really? <laughs> is it really? It ran a little bit over time. This is the 62nd Logie Awards. Almost time for the 63rd Logie Awards. <laughs> it was running. It was, it was running long. It was running long. You were very popular in the room. Have you got any feedback? Uh, I luckily am miles away because I remember last time uh, I think I was announcing Brian Brown and I said, Brian bloody Brown! And on the footage you could see him going, where's that coming from? <laughs> I was told he was striding about backstage trying to find me, so uh, there was none of that. Do you enjoy doing live TV? I love live mm. TV because there's it doesn't matter how much planning you do, something weird will always happen. I don't know if people stayed awake long enough to see uh, Osher Ginsburg's uh, segment. Have we got a clip? It's an incredible honour for me to introduce our it's next throwing performer. to Jess Malboy. Uh, and who's this bloke over on the right? Began. Yes, she is a coach on The Voice, but she is a multi-selling artist. He's trying to get to the bar or he's coming back from it. Can get past it? No problem, no the first cuckoo yelling she go away. No, he doesn't. He, no, he's not going yet. Well, one of the winners from the night was Travel Guides. They won Most Popular Lifestyle Program. And here at the cast, walking up to accept the award. The award will be accepted by the show's cast. That's them. should have prepared some more for this bit. It is live. Are you, are you going to be back next year? I don't know. I always think surely it's worn out its welcome. But, uh, you know, Pete Smith, unless Pete Smith stabs me in the back and steals the gig, I am available. <laughs> well, until Tony's untimely death, you can catch his new YouTube series with Celia Pacola. It's called Shut Up. It's now streaming on YouTube. Would you please thank Mr Tony Martin?
Just before we go, time to check in on the weather, Mel, and there's a fine line between banter and stalking. Time now for the full forecast with Gary. And, uh, Gaz, I think I know where you're eating dinner tonight. <laughs> There's a reason Gaz is outside and 50 metres away from the studio. There is a fine line between banter and creepiness. So, Michael, as the rain goes, that chill sets in. We'll all have to rug up again next week. Buckle up, Sherry Lee. <laughs> Buckle up, Sherry Lee. Honk, <laughs> honk. Well, Mel, it's time now for... What's on? What's on in the warehouse? Buckle up, Bracewell. What have you got? <laughs> well, my favourite part of the Chemist Warehouse team is their normal conversations we all have in everyday life. Marianne, do you know what we have in common with the Great Barrier Reef? Mm, well, we're both living beings. Correct. <laughs> Inappropriate. They were selling bleach, um, <laughs> which I don't think that's fair. I'm a little bit concerned, Mel, with Brody from What's On in the Warehouse, who seems like he's concentrating very hard to read the word day. A child's nutritional needs change not only as they grow, but also between day and night. Happy Day Growing Up, a milk drink is designed to complement your toddler's needs between 5am and 5pm. What is he doing? Wait till he gets to the GH at night. That's going to really throw him. Finally this week, Mel, Marianne taught us a wonderful lesson. When you don't want to say who you're talking about, just give a subtle look instead. If you're someone living with incontinence, we have a few solutions today to help you get back to living your life again. <laughs> living living your, life your life again. again. <laughs> like the Barrier Reef. And that was... time to say goodbye and who does it better than the BBC? I get the feeling this reporter was double parked because of the impact of international sanctions. That's it, follow me on Twitter, tweet me, I'll tweet you back and get me at BBC. <laughs> That's, That's all the show we have time for. Uh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>